Welcome to the Book Hub, an online event space hosted by Luther Seminary. In this episode, Heidi Barr, co-author of 12 Tiny Things, focuses on uncovering self-care. Her session was shared via Zoom at the January 14, 2021 event, Care for Church Leaders, Storytelling, Rituals, and Embodied Practices for Resilience. So I am coming um, to you all today from the wellness world. I spend most of my time working with people around weight loss and stress management and all that kind of thing. Um, and in the wellness world, we coaches ask a lot of questions. And so now together, we're gonna to move into a time of some more personal inquiry, reflection. Um, and there's a, there'll be another handout available at some point, um, but I'm gonna put some slides up on the screen in a minute, so you don't have to have it right now. Um, and Meta just recently mentioned power. And I think that taking some time to sit with some of these questions is a way that we can move, you all can move close to claiming some of your own um, personal power. So we all have this human primal call to improve, to contribute, to take care of our people, um, but it can be pretty tricky to know where to start with everything that's swirling around in the world, uh, especially in January, which is in our culture, the message is overhaul your life, go big or go home. Um, it can be really tempting to do all the things right now, change everything, um, but that often does not work. Um, and I know that for me adding, even adding take care of myself to the list can feel really overwhelming. Um, even when as a health coach, I clearly know this is going to help me, but it can still be hard, hard to do it. <laughs> um, I feel, I feel, really deeply as a health coach that always being the one to say, okay, how, how are you doing? And I would guess a lot of you might feel the same as a pastor or as a caregiver in a congregation. You're asking people how they're doing all the time, every day. I ask that question over and over and over again. And supporting others can really, it can wear you down on some days. Some days I just crave, you know, I want somebody to ask me how I'm doing because <laughs> I'm always the one asking the question. Um, and I, I can forget to check in with myself and ask, ask myself that question um, to extend that care that I'm constantly offering to others to myself. But it doesn't have to be that way. That is the good news. Self-care can fit into life right now. Today, you can start really small, which is what, as Ellie mentioned at the beginning of our time together, what 12 Tiny Things is all about. And when we were writing 12 Tiny Things, we found that focusing on the tiny, really small intentional practices, those doing that kept our foundation strong. Practicing tiny things helps me stick with what I know, what, what I know I need to do to show up for people, how I want to show up for them. Uh, things like stepping outside for five minutes before the next Zoom meeting, or mindfully drinking a glass of cold water. Um, doing those things has more power than I sometimes give them credit for. So for the next section, we're going to walk together through the guidelines that we offer at the beginning of 12 Tiny Things. So you can jot down your responses in our personal journal. Um, you can put them in the chat. Maybe Ellie can call some of those out as we go. Um, and I know that for me, having a worksheet to do is a very nice idea. 
um, but I thought that it would be nice to do it together because sometimes when I have that worksheet, I think, oh yeah, I'm gonna do that worksheet and it's gonna be so helpful. And then I never do the worksheet. So we're gonna do the worksheet together right now because we have the time and space to do that. Um, so, and you might wanna spend more time with some of these questions. Some of them, you know, they, you might wanna sit with them for a whole day and think about it. But for our purpose today, just go with the first thing that comes to your mind because sometimes that can be illuminating too. And then you can spend more time thinking about it later. Guidelines for uncovering your self-care root system. First guideline that we have is be gentle with yourself. So in a world that feels more turbulent than ever, offering yourself what I like to call simple gestures of respect and self-compassion are also more important than ever. So the first question I wanna ask is what does being gentle with yourself mean right now? And for me, that's simplifying expectations often, getting more rest. If we have any, I can't see the chat at all. So if we have any coming. Yeah, um, I will let you know. Um, taking time to exercise. Remember that taking care of myself is part of my ministry. Yeah, I've been telling myself I won't complete everything on my to-do list because I am living in a pandemic. Accepting imperfections, forgiving myself for sleeping enough, mm. turning off my phone for two hours in the evening instead of doom scrolling. <laughs> good enough is good. Oh, is good and it is enough. Being okay with good enough taking time to play. Oh, I love these. Asking someone else to pronounce the words of pardon to me. Yes. Uh, I only pick the Zoom meetings I really want to attend. Exercise and resting when needed, talking to myself like I would talk to my best friend. Realizing there are things I can't fix. Giving myself permission to disconnect from technology exercise and rest. Wonderful. Mm. And some of, so this next question or prompt rather might be very similar to what you just shared, but name one way, one, one small way you can extend kindness to yourself today. Mm. One from the previous Heidi was letting go of the I shoulds. Stop shoulding yourself. Yes. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. Yoga. This Zoom meeting, well, that's the best compliment. Getting out for a walk, yes. I agree with all three. Wonderful. For me, I know it's closing my eyes and turning away from my computer for one minute periodically. Being okay with walk, working more slowly, petting an animal, cuddling my cat, cooking a great meal for dinner for myself sunshine on my shoulders, doing a puzzle, making a personal phone call, not a ministry call, taking time to play with my son. Mm, these are beautiful. Wonderful. I feel like I'm getting more brave just by reading them. Yeah. <laughs> Stopping today from all meetings after this class. Nice. Mm -hmm. All right. So our next guideline is be flexible. So we have to be fluid and flexible with whatever direction life takes in order to stay true to this work because you know this work is hard 
Um, but there's power in gentle, there's that word again, uh, gentle grip and a willingness to adjust. So cultivating the space we need to navigate the ebbs and flows sets us up to be able to weather whatever storms might pop up next. So next question, where in life do you, well, you answered this a little bit already, but where in life do you need more space or more room to stretch? So think back to the area you identified at the beginning of our time together. And this would be a very good time to reinforce that with yourself. Next, think about a time in your life when you've had to pivot. To change course. At all, Heidi, I don't know what you're talking about. What? <laughs> Whatever are you yeah. talking about? We haven't had to oh. <laughs> So consider what helped you to do that. Leanne said that colleagues help her pivot. Mm -hmm. um, seeing, creating news, new ways as a fun challenge, recognizing, recognized as gift, switching to online worship, had no choice, a supportive leadership team and congregation, accepting help from others, prayer and encouragement from friends. Prayer helps me pivot. Yeah. Beautiful. Now consider what would it be like to pivot on purpose into prioritizing self-care? Mm. What would that feel like? Yeah, people are naming music and their sense of humor, um, like putting bloopers in YouTube worship leadership, <laughs> empowered pivoting, seeing the long range. Yeah, so many feelings come up when you think about prioritizing yourself and putting yourself on the list. Ooh. Health, and then Paula said to model it for my children and grandchildren. Mm. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. And I think of it, Heidi, as a pacing issue, you know, that a lot of this work is the work for the rest of our lives. And, and I think they're like, like Joanne said, that, that there's guilt attached with self-care, but we have to also embrace a sustainable pacing so that we can keep going, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that brings us to our next guideline, which is to tap into your courage. So... Owning those choices doesn't mean being fearless. Um, it requires courage to try and then try again. And it can often even mean making a goal smaller, setting something aside for a while. Um, it means putting yourself on the to-do list. So what is scary or challenging about putting more intentionality into caring for yourself? And for me, I know it's so often, what if I let someone down? If I spend any more time taking care of myself? What if I drop something because I'm focused on my needs and not someone else's? I forget that self-care makes me better equipped to carry what I need to carry. Uh, failing, what would we do with mistakes? I need to be needed to be loved. So if I care about myself, then I'm not then I'm not putting time into making sure other people need me. Um, missing an appointment is scary. Doing as little as possible today. Letting go of control or thinking I'm in control. Yes, Amanda. 
Afraid if I slow down too much, I'll have to deal with deep pain in me. Wow, yeah. Not living up to the expectations of others. Appearing selfish. Having to always be striving or who am I? Not disappointing others. I always love this quote that I stuck on here. Courage doesn't always roar. Sometimes courage is the quiet voice at the end of the day saying, I will try again tomorrow. So taking that into consideration, what does courage look like for you today? No right or wrong answers, just what comes up first. Courage looks like taking the next step, saying no, Letting go of a few small things, owning my own voice, letting phone calls go to voicemail on my day off, not looking at my work email this evening, doing one procrastinated task, trusting enough to be enough, knowing God will make it all work together for good. Do you know the meaning of no? <laughs> Accepting I am the beloved and enough as I am. Not apologizing for what I am trying to do. Can feel the gentle power building. Oh, it's, I'm emotional. It's so beautiful. So empowering. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're going to take that courage. And moving into owning discomfort, everyone's favorite thing. <laughs> so feeling uncomfortable while you're changing how you approach taking care of yourself is just part of the deal uh, because so often awkwardness or being uncomfortable propel us to new territory that is ripe with possibility. So it can be really helpful to make peace with that discomfort, get to know it a little bit, and you don't have to stay there all the time. That is key. You don't have to live outside of your comfort zone. You just have to visit it sometimes and you can go back again. So for the ne this next one, I think it's kind of fun to just kind of, I put some words around what does your comfort zone look and feel like? Like when you think, okay, what is my comfort zone? Go ahead and stick those in the chat. And for me, my comfort zone, it's, my spot in front of the wood stove. It is writing to communicate. It is talking to just one or two people at, at a time rather than a big group. This is me outside of my comfort zone, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, doing what I've always done, my sewing room. I said self-deprecation. Being close to having done all that's on the list people pleasing. Oof, that one landed. Yes. Being in a large group. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now take, take that. Next question. How does stepping out of it once in a while impact your life? Just one tiny example for me, I think about, okay, I love being in front of my wood stove, but when I leave the wood stove for a minute and I go outside, I get to experience the beautiful contrast that a Minnesota winter provides. And I get to get really cold for a while, but then I get to come back in and be by the wood stove again. And I get to interact with all of you today. If I stayed in my comfort zone, I would not be here right now. 
but I'm really glad that I am. Mm. It expands my confidence in doing it the next time. Absolutely. Being needed every minute by everyone. Yeah, it opens my eyes to the big picture, what's really important. It's scary, but also life-giving. I am open to new things, provides balance and calm, putting everything down to remember who I am without the stuff. It's scary, empowering. I have something important to contribute. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I grow when I step out. Puts God in charge instead of me. So our next guideline is name your inspiration. Because so in the field of behavior change, where I'm coming from, we know that getting at the root of a desire for something different is key in making sustainable changes. And it's also very helpful to give voice to what you what you want in order to move forward. I basically identify what you what you want to feel rather than just what you're moving away from. So first question, what is under your desire to take care of others right now? That's the first part. Vocation, the ABCD belief system, call, love, comforting those who are hurting, prayer, connection, sense of peace, that all may know that God calls them beloved, needing to feel effective at something, balance, affirming others, I see you. I'll take it the next step. What is under your desire to take care of yourself? even if you have to dig a little bit for it. Suspecting that no one else will do it if I don't. (laughs) Yes, right now I'm struggling because I don't want to take care of anyone else right now. Mm -hmm. God loves me to model to my son as he grows up, need to be there for my wife and sister, able to be more present for my family. I feel better and it feels more healthy. Wanting to live long, have what it takes to serve well. Beautiful. So take those inspirations, those whys, and make sure they make it out of the chat and write them down someplace where you can see them a lot. Now, now next, what we're going to do is choose. So I want you to choose three words that describe how you want to feel more often. Doesn't have to be how you're feeling right now. It's how you want to feel more often. Maybe you want to feel more, more calm, more energized, more bold, more free, whatever it is. Maybe think about that life-giving side gig that you called out earlier. How does thinking about doing that make you feel? Calm, happy, peaceful, creative, safe, daring, joyful, focused, energized, content, useful, strong, fulfilled, serene, 
loving, strong, liberated, centered, balanced, enough, energetic, healthy, authentic, bold, balanced, content, calm, grounded, confident, self-accepting. Work on taking small steps. So tiny things can lead to profound changes when you add a little bit of patience and persistence. So like the Grand Canyon took millions of years to form. And what formed it? Tiny droplets of water. Rome wasn't built overnight, took laying one brick at a time. So self-care can be woven into your day one tiny thing at a time. And it doesn't have to uproot your life, but it might just deepen your experience of the good stuff. So all those tiny steps get you further than you think. Let's see, let me try to figure out what I was gonna say here. <laughs> I think I wanted you, um, so what, think about what's one tiny thing you could do today to cultivate one of those feelings that you just identified. Let's say you threw out the word expansive. Maybe your tiny thing would be to look all the way up at the sky. Maybe you said calm, take three deep breaths. Maybe you said bold, roll your shoulders back and down and tip your chin up just a little bit. So what is one tiny thing that would help you feel how you want to feel? Get fresh air, content, make a fort with my daughter and snuggle, say no more, drink more water, make something, take a walk to the beach, hands on hips, take more time with my appearance, create. The tiny intentional practice I'll try on for the next week is mm -hmm. fill in the blank. So right now, commit to yourself one tiny thing you'll do. Try it. Just try it on. You don't have to keep it forever if it doesn't work. Just try it on for the next week. Mm -hmm.